Hi, I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishkon, and this is the Self Care Club podcast. The advice for self care today is endless and can feel like yet another overwhelming job for women. The Self Care Club is part social experiment, part reality show. Every episode, we trial a different self care practice, live it to the letter for a week, and report back to you on the results. Will it actually improve your well being or will it be another waste of your time? We test out self care so you don't have to. Welcome, Welcome to the Self Care Club. Hello, Lauren. Hi, Nicole. Can you just tear your face away from your phone for like a second so that we can record this podcast together? Sorry, you've just interrupted me. I was 36,835th in the virtual Ocado queue. (laughs) Well, put your notifications on silent for a second. Leave all that behind. Forget house party, please, because I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishcon. And this is the Self Care Club podcast. So since March, when the COVID-19 virus and subsequent lockdown began, there has been a wealth of online offerings, which we are going to be talking about today, whether that be fitness classes, schoolwork for kids, hundreds of new Facebook groups to join, friends and family setting up WhatsApp groups. It's literally been endless and an overwhelming bombardment of offerings. We're also on top of that having to learn how to communicate with friends and family and colleagues on many new and unfamiliar digital platforms. We've got Zoom, we've got Skype, Google Hangout, House Party, Google Classroom, FaceTime, and the list goes on and on. That Google Classroom threw me over the edge, I've got to say. And as well as emotionally dealing with the global pandemic that we're currently in, we're also having to learn new ways to navigate virtual communication, which is my pet hate. I don't know about you, Lauren. I don't know. If you add on top of all of this, the fact that our normal Facebook and Instagram feeds contain more content than ever before, the big question is, Nicole, Well, go on, what is it? Huh? (laughs) What is it? It's how can we find a healthy balance of staying in touch without feeling completely overwhelmed? Well, you'll be pleased to know that here at the Self Care Club, we have put it all to the test. And today we are going to be reporting back to you on the results. Both of us attempted, as we suspect many of you did, by trying to absorb everything, checking everything, replying to everything day and night. And we both agreed that it was causing us so much anxiety in what was already a very stressful time. So Nicole and I decided to put some practices in place to see what helped and what didn't. And we've split our practices into three main categories. So the first one is restricting our input of newsfeed. The second one is carving out specific times of the day to check social media and reply to the endless WhatsApp messages. And the third one is writing a list of all the online offerings that we want to engage in and a list of what we didn't. So come on, Lauren, how did you feel going into this week's practice? Well, the one major issue I had, and there was no way of getting around this, was that my laptop died. Oh, God. (laughs) And And Apple was shut. Oh, my God. Yeah, Apple was shut. So I was then trying to run my whole life and homeschooling on a phone, which is completely impossible. So I spent four days just feeling massively stressed until finally um, someone lent me one, which changed everything. And I'm guessing when we started to, when we spoke and we put these practices in place that we had a bit more of a plan over what we were finding helpful and what we weren't. So come on, tell us, share with us your findings. Well, so the first day of the official homeschooling, that that one day when everyone started, I think that was when the reality of all of 
everything that was happening in the world, it just hit me like a sledgehammer. It was my, my down day, my worst day. Um, this, my son, my youngest son, Joshua, his son, who's seven, his class WhatsApp group was just pinging and pinging and pinging every few minutes, all day long, photos, updates, all the activities the children oh, done that day. What they do? Oh, my God. Oh, rainbows, math sheets. My one's done a puzzle. My one's done this. My one's done PE. And I just, my morning was spent shouting at the kids and then just sobbing in the laundry room. I'm so happy. <laughs> Not that you were sobbing in the laundry room, but that, I don't know, that just feels a bit more real and a bit more normal to me. It was it was my worst day. I was completely overwhelmed mm. by the whole situation. I felt totally ill-equipped, unprepared to homeschool. I used to be a teacher. I was shit. I have no patience. I was really resentful. I was really jealous of how well everyone else seemed to be doing. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I know that one. Yeah. yeah. I was a mess. And I called my friend in LA at 2 a.m. my time, which was just the afternoon her time. I was in such a bad way. And she just gave me a really, really good pep talk and said, look, it's, it's all right. It's okay to feel all these things. Feel them. Let them pass. You're going to mm. find your rhythm. You're going to pull it together. You're going to kill this. You're going to be great at this. You're organized. You know, it's, it's going to be fine. That oh. really helped. Um, and then the other thing that helped was that uh, the next day I called a mum in in our class just to tell her that the kids football coach was doing an online class and I told her that I'd just failed so miserably the day before and she was like oh my god I'm so relieved to hear that because she, she was trying to look after a seven-year-old and a toddler and hold down a full-time job online she had to be online all day Mm. And she said that her online schooling had been TV and biscuits and she just felt guilty and shit. And she felt like everyone else in the class was achieving everything. And she as well was very happy that I was sobbing in the laundry room. And I wonder why like the mums who were sending all those messages out of sharing what their kids had done, like what was the intention behind that? I'm sure it was nothing, you know, I'm sure there was no ill intent behind it, but how can it help other women? Because if you've been experiencing that and your friend had been experiencing that and I'm here to tell you that I'd been experiencing it too then surely the other women on the group had also been going through the difficulties of homeschooling and trying to juggle everything I don't know I just felt like I was crying over like wet knickers in the laundry room (laughs) and everyone else was knitting an abacus from organic kale they'd grown in their own fucking garden and I don't know I I mean I think it was well-intentioned and I actually think it was a way of the mums and the kids trying to still feel connected, even though we were disconnected and trying to, I guess, be there for each other virtually and form a bonding of we're not there guys, but we're all in it together. And I, I do think it was well-intentioned and it was cute, but it, on that day, which was my worst COVID day, um, it didn't feel like that. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? And everyone is going to have ups and downs. And this sure. this particular day was was a big down for yours. So, um, tell me about like the news feed and what was going on for you. And then when we put into practice about the restricting of the news feed, what you found and if it was helpful and if it wasn't, etc. Yeah. So I'm generally technically challenged anyway. So having to learn anything new like Zoom and house party was pretty daunting for me. And I had to switch that up for my work to do my meetings remotely because obviously I can't be with pregnant women in person right now. So you're much more capable in this department than I am. So I think you found that change easier than me. Um, 
I couldn't well, focus. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll come on to it. I have my own difficulties. No, that wasn't one of them. But, you know, there were other things going on. Go on. That's a big hump for me. So that was hard. Yeah. Um, I couldn't focus on one task and complete it. I don't know if anyone else is finding this, but I, and I'm still finding it a bit. I start something then I would find myself checking Facebook or answering a WhatsApp. Then I'd start another task, then realize I hadn't finished the first task. And then everything started to feel really overwhelming. Um, And I also became really unhealthily obsessed with obtaining an Ocado delivery slot. And I will vouch for that. Yeah. (laughs) Every time I spoke to you on the phone, you were like, I'm just in the queue. It's like, you need to put the phone down. I couldn't. And and every friend I spoke to was like, what number are you in the queue? Oh, I was only 36,000th. Oh, I was 5,000th. I also kept seeing the Tesco's delivery vans and the Ocado delivery vans, obviously delivering at different houses in my street. Yeah. I, I said yeah. to my husband, it's like, it's the new Chanel. If you can get an Ocado delivery slot, it's like getting the new Chanel bag. It's, it's That's serious. So it's true. a big deal. Okay. So, so we understand like where you were at. Yeah. How, so once we started to put our self-care practices into place, once we had a bit more of a focus, yeah. like what did you, what did you notice? Well, let's start with the news because that was the first thing that we were dealing with. So when this started, I would open my eyes in the morning, get my phone, check the news, check it most of the day, watch the 5pm daily briefing with Boris before he got it, and then go to bed and scroll the news again. And it really wasn't good for me or good for anyone. So I realized that the death toll, however high or low it is, is not going to change or be influenced in either direction, depending on if I check it. So I decided to just watch the 5pm update because all the rest of the news only comes from that update anyway. So there's no point watching anything else. Um, Or I would check later in the morning, not as I wake up, um, and absolutely no checking of the news at bedtime. So that was was bad. How did you feel in yourself? Did it help? Did it lift your mood? Were you feeling less overwhelmed? Definitely, definitely. Because you can only take in so much news and the evening news is a repeat of the 5pm news. And I think starting your day by opening your eyes and looking at how many people have died overnight and how terrible everything is, is never going to set you up for a good morning, right? No. Um, So the second thing was the social media and the WhatsApp. Oh my God, how many more groups are there now? (laughs) <laughs> a fair and I have to say I hold my hands up I've made a couple I'm feeling quite guilty about that I'll explain that in a minute yeah I just feel like the phone's constantly pinging ping ping it is yeah. it is I'm, yeah it so is. rule number one I mean this is really rule number one mute mute the groups <laughs> I say it now like it's so obvious but it took me like two weeks to figure out to mute the groups. Oh, I've, I've muted a few groups previous to COVID-19 anyway. Um, so I was kind of already on that one, but I haven't muted anybody since. Interesting. Might have to take that in the club. Let's discuss later. Okay. Go I on. also what found else? that I was really in the beginning, quite erratic in my moods. So I could have a really good morning and then a really bad lunchtime. So like when the kids football team coach would send through some meme in the morning, it might make me smile. But if I was to see that same one in the afternoon when I might be feeling really down or emotional or have heard some bad news about someone being ill, it could just feel so inappropriate and just tip me into tears. Um, So that was a problem. And 
I just was constantly on my phone. And I think because, you know, none of us have got any in-person social interactions, the phone becomes your lifeline to the outside world. So what world. did you do? How did you limit your time on the phone? Well, we ended up, my husband and I having an argument in bed one night because we'd sort of made a deal about no phones in bed. I had made that deal months ago and obviously I was the one breaking it with the constant scrolling. And he reminded me of the deal we'd made and I just lost the plot. I got really defensive and really upset. I said, you know, I can't see anyone. I can't see my parents for months on end. I can't see my friends. Like, Don't take my phone away. Don't tell me I can't use it. I, I thought, God, you know, I've got, I've got yeah. a problem. I've got a real problem. Well, it, it so, becomes an addiction and a bit of a lifeline, but an unhealthy lifeline, right? But it's hard because right now it is our only lifeline. You know, mm. that's all we well, have. We don't have real life right now. Um, and then well, I the guess, internet. yeah, well, yeah, I guess it depends on what what you're finding your lifelines are now. And I think as we're moving into what is this week three? Yeah week four and things seem to be, well, they are our end anyway, a little bit calmer. The lifelines are changing. And whereas the first week I might have needed to speak to everybody that I loved 20 times a day, now I'm kind of, well, I mean, we'll get onto it, but a bit more focused in, in other areas, which feel a lot healthier. So you're settling into the new normal. Yes, but differently to how I first did. And it sounds like that's what was going on for you too. Well, I think what really sealed it for me was one morning the internet went down um, and we lost our broadband and we lost our sky signal. And I sat on the sofa and I genuinely could feel panic, like real panic setting in. Um, and then my husband fixed it and it was fine and it wasn't really a problem. But I realized that all this time I was spending on my phone was becoming detrimental to me, to the kids, to everyone. Dinner was getting later. All my normal stuff, the laundry and just sorting the house out was getting delayed. So I now have made a decision to have my phone on silent for long periods of the day. Um, I try to check and reply to everything in short bursts, but only when the fundamental things are done and completed. So that whole inability, inability to complete tasks is is stopped. And I've also decided to turn it to silent at bedtime because currently I'm not on call for any births. Um, and then I will watch TV downstairs and go to bed or I will read a book in bed, but there is no scrolling for me. Okay. Okay. So it's just certain times of the day, you put the phone on silent and you basically just got a little bit boundaried around when you pick Much the phone up. more okay. boundaries. And what did you notice in your well-being and your sense of self once you did this? That I was feeling less anxious, certainly with the not looking at the news all the time, that I was feeling less, um, less that I wasn't, you know, I felt like I wasn't achieving stuff in the daytime, normal stuff that I'm supposed to be achieving. And so once the tasks were completed, because I wasn't distracted, I felt better because I... I when you I, say normal stuff, I mean, do you mean like the housework and the washing and looking after yeah, the kids? Is that what you mean? Yeah. Okay. yeah, normal yeah. stuff that I'd be doing on a normal day anyway that takes okay. a couple of hours was taking so much longer because I wasn't able to focus on it. Um, and I tried to focus in on the things that did help or made me happy or helped the kids. And we're going to list all those at the end, but let's talk about you. How are you feeling heading into this? Where did you start with all of this? 
Um, well, we isolated a week before we went into lockdown because my husband came out with symptoms. So he, um, I think it was about six days beforehand and he, um, he got ill with the virus. So, um, my kids were still at school. I was kind of like a little bit, not quite as organized as I would have liked to have been, but it it was what it was. Um, and so my focus in those first few days was very much him and looking after him and hoping that he was going to be okay. Um, in, in terms of the kids being at school, I actually found funnily enough, the, the school WhatsApp group for my youngest daughter, so incredibly supportive because we had the complete opposite. We had that, you know, there's a lot of working mums on the group as I'm sure there are for you and everyone was struggling. Everyone was struggling. And that's not to say that I was happy that everyone was struggling, but we kind of came together as a community of really supporting one another and just reminding everybody that it was okay. Mm. Um, so that's kind of how we went into it. My, my youngest daughter didn't want to do any work. I got myself really stressed out with her not wanting to do any work. My older daughter actually had online lessons. So her school kind of, it just, it just carried on. Um, so, so there was all that to contend with. I was also watching the news on a, on a cycle. Um, I was completely obsessed with, uh, just, when we were going to go into lockdown, when they were going to shut the schools, what was going to happen. I was completely and utterly could not get enough of it. But I would I say that we my all ma- were. I think yes. it's, of course it was, we were. It was very scary. It was very unknown. And it was. And we had no very- control over the situation. Yeah. And I think that was really unsettling we were, for everyone. We were hanging off every word from Boris Johnson. It's just yeah. how it was. We were completely in his hands. Um, but because my husband was sick, my attention was very, pretty much, I would say, 80% on him. Yeah. So the rest of it kind of went a little bit over my head, I would say. Um, so that's kind, of how I went, that's kind of how I went into it. Um, the, so what did you decide to do about the news cycle? So the, the first thing I did with the news cycle was um, well, after about five days, my husband then got a bit better and then I got sick with the virus. Yeah. So from the moment I got sick with the virus, again, like you, couldn't concentrate on anything, couldn't watch TV. I couldn't focus. I just yeah. could not focus. The last time I felt like that was when I was very, very depressed and suffering with immense anxiety. And I'm going back quite a few years now and I haven't felt like that since. Um, I just didn't have any attention span for anything. Um, so I was concentrating on getting my husband better. And then I was concentrating on getting myself better. The one thing that I noticed the most was the guilt. Oh my God. The, the relentless guilt that I was feeling from lying in bed, Lauren was so ridiculous. And I can say that now because I'm healthy and I'm back to normal. <laughs> I was about to say I'm back to normal mentally, you know, whatever that, ha ha, she Whatever says. that means right well, now. Yeah, exactly. Whatever that means right now. But Um, I'm feeling much more myself and I'm feeling much stronger mentally and emotionally. But the guilt of not being able to homeschool my children, um, not having the energy to get up and go for a walk. I was also doing this scrolling thing because I had no attention span. I couldn't watch TV or anything. I couldn't really get up and I couldn't do anything. So I would sit scrolling through Instagram, scrolling through Facebook, watching people literally building businesses overnight 
whilst the world went into lockdown. And it was making me feel completely worthless. And and I don't use that word lightly. I really don't. I felt so shit from, oh my God, all I'm doing is lying in my bed, not doing anything. Everyone's building empires. Everyone's, you know, doing these, having these amazing, because I obviously follow a lot of coaches and a lot of people in the self-development world and people were offering the most amazing things. And all I could do was just lay there flicking through my phone. I now know it's because I was sick. Um, and and also I was I was getting to grips with the fact that we were in a global pandemic. I was watching the news on a 24-hour cycle. I was listening to Piers Morgan a lot, which is probably the worst thing I could have done, but I was finding him mildly entertaining. Um, and it was just completely out of control. So I was on my phone constantly, like just like you. Mm. And did anything happened that kind of pulled you out of that apart from us being forced into putting these self-care practices into place did you have a moment where you were like this is too much this is enough this this has to stop well after you and I had the conversation about it um and you know you and I were both very much in the same place the news thing was the first thing that went it was the first thing that went and I did exactly the same thing as you that I was just checking the five o'clock news um because again everything comes off the back of that and I immediately started to feel emotionally better. Physically, I wasn't very well. So that was really helpful. I've actually even stopped watching the five o'clock conference now. Um, And I don't know if that's kind of a little bit of a fear thing or a protection thing, or I would like to be a little bit more updated than I am, but I'm kind of so scared to get myself drawn back into it. But I'm aware of it. It's something I I am kind of watching to see. My husband's giving me news. Does your husband watch it? My husband watches it, yeah. So he's really so, up to date on what's going on. But it, it's all, it's really depressing. <laughs> it's really depressing. It is. My friend Catherine and I are calling it living in the bubble. And we, we, sometimes we describe ourselves as when we're in the bubble, as in we're not looking at the news and we're just getting on with what's going on in our house. Life's okay. We feel fine. We're healthy. We have food. This is the new normal. It's fine. And then from time to time, you have to come out of the bubble because things happen. And outside the bubble. It's not a nice place. It's scary, but it's not realistic to live inside the bubble. So that's, that's kind of where my head's at at the moment. Okay. Well, and I'm also, I I have come to accept that it is very important now to focus on your own sense of self and your own well-being. But it's taken me weeks to accept this because I felt guilty right? Um, And to really focus on what I can control rather than what I cannot. That has been enormous for me, which I'll say a little bit, I'll say a little bit more towards the end. Um, So that was the news thing. The WhatsApp thing, my phone is always on silent actually anyway. Um, But I was... I was finding it quite helpful whilst I was sick because I couldn't really do much else apart from reply to a text message and stay connected with my friends and family. Yeah. Um, And also they kept wanting to know how I was. So, you know, there might be periods or a few hours where I was asleep and they'd panic, like, where are you? So I felt that I had to stay in touch now that I'm healthy and everything's okay. Like we just went for a really long walk and Mm -hmm. I left my phone at home. So, 
Um, or now what I do is I go, when I go downstairs to make dinner, I leave my phone upstairs. So I'm really having a few hours here and there away from my phone. I'm doing the same thing. Yeah. And then at about 10.30 at night, I mean, I'm going to bed later at the moment. I'm going to bed about midnight, which is quite late for me. But about 10.30 at night, it's on airplane mode and I don't look at it again. Um, So I'm just, and I'm I'm not, there isn't a plan of, right, at two o'clock to 2.30, you can look at your phone because that feels really stifling and a bit ridiculous. And I'll just get stressed about another thing that I have to do. So, but I am very conscious of just creating space in my day where my phone is not with me. And that's really, really helped. I felt much calmer um, and a little bit breezier, really, is the word. Just being able to be a bit more present in my house, present with my kids. Um, but, you know, to make you laugh, like when I am present with my kids and they come down, I'm like, come on, let's all be together. And, you know, you have like this Julie Andrews moment and then or idea of of what you want it to be. And then they come down and they start arguing and this one's poking me and that one's driving me mad and this one wants a drink. And that, uh, and then I was like, okay, you can go upstairs now. Yeah. <laughs> like, bye. Yeah. It's a fine line. It's a fine line. So, you know, in my house, we call it partial attention. And I think when you're on your phone all the time, you are giving everyone else partial attention. So last night my husband said, oh, you know, it'd be really nice tomorrow if we all went out for a walk together. And I was like, why? Because we're not spending enough time together as a family right now. (laughs) Maybe it would be nice if we all went for separate walks tomorrow. (laughs) Tell me how that goes. We did actually all just go for a walk today, which is the first one we've done in weeks. Um, And it was fine. It was fine. It was fine. I actually like walking on my own. I really do. I, I walk a lot anyway. So it's really important to me to get time to myself. It's really vitally important, something I'm really learning through all of this. So should we, should we start talking about um, the, the offerings that we found have helped us? Yes, let's. Because there's so much around, and this is one of the things that got me the most overwhelmed, more than the news feed, more than the WhatsApp messages, was the, like I said to you before, everyone seeming to build these empires and offer everything online. And it was just, I felt like it was being chucked at me. I don't know if you felt the same. I I didn't feel it on a professional level because on a professional level, as a doula, my business has essentially stopped because I I can't be present in hospitals at the moment. So my work has gone remote And, and, and I've accepted that and I'm fine with that because I feel that by doing that, I'm keeping everybody safe, the mother, the newborn, the midwives, the doctors, myself and my family. So I actually feel, although of course it's awful and there is a horrible feeling of letting people down and not being able to follow through on a commitment. And I've really, really struggled with that. It's, it's kept me up some nights. It's, it's, it's been the hardest thing for me. It's the thing that's made me cry more than anything is that feeling of commitment and responsibility to someone who's counting on you and, and knowing yeah. that you can't be with them, but also knowing that that's the safe and responsible thing to be doing. And that's where I've come to is actually I'm protecting everybody. So professionally, I've, I've had to let things go and everything I can do remotely I'm doing. But the thing I found very overwhelming was the amount of stuff for the kids. So before this lockdown, because my kids' schools shut a few days later than everyone else's, I found myself screenshotting everything. You know, there was the list of like 10am, Carol Waterman, 11am, David Williams. 
And again, I think it is all done with good intention that people were sharing this and, and putting it up. And I joined a whole Facebook group about lockdown tips and I screenshotted timetables and then I formulated a timetable out of three other suggested ones. I really got in it and organized. And I think that's why that first day was such a disaster because I I thought I had been preparing myself and setting myself up to be organized. I made a box of color pencils and felt tips. And the reality of the whole situation on that first day, I I completely fell apart. And and I found that totally overwhelming, the amount of stuff on offer, totally overwhelming. Yeah. Yep. I'm with you. I'm completely with you. And again, mine was a bit more on a professional level and not just from the coaching uh, community, but also from the fitness community, because, you know, I am quite a fit person. I pretty much, I'd stay in shape as much as I possibly can. Um, but, but, but the stuff that people were offering was just like, and I was lying in bed and I was like, everyone needs to fucking do one because I just, I didn't even know, even when I was feeling better, I didn't really know where to start with all of it. And again, with all the kids stuff and my kids are pretty resistant to doing these sorts of things. So it was just making me feel worse. So this is where I think this practice was really important for you and I to actually write a list of the things that helped rather than focusing on the things that were making us feel overwhelmed. And I found it a really interesting practice. What did you come up with? Well, one thing that I have found that really did work for me, and I know this is being offered, and I know it's sketchy depending on which school your kid's at, but my big two who are both at secondary school, they were given proper online schooling. So they had to check in for form time at 8.30. They moved in inverted commas from classroom to classroom doing each lesson as they would have done in a normal week. They had break time and they had lunch time. So it put the whole household in into a set routine, which I could work around. So I would do a little bit of stuff with the little one who had a more relaxed routine when the big ones actually had a full day of school. So at four o'clock, you know, the school day was over and it was fine for them to watch TV or hang out in the garden or whatever. So I found the online schooling extremely helpful. And now we're in the Easter holidays. I'm wondering how it's going to work without such structure in place. Oh, you Um, have... They've just broken up, have they? They've just broken up, yeah, for two weeks. Well, so my kids have uh, broken up. Well, my little one broke up over a week ago and my older one broke up three days ago. So we've had a few days of finding our rhythm. Mm. And the one thing I will say, and this isn't about online offering, but the one thing I will say is that the routine has had to be flexible every day. Mm. And the thing that I found that has worked the most is checking in with my kids of, right, how do you want this to work today? Um, and we've got a general idea of the things that have to happen. Like you have to, we have to go for a walk. You have to play outside for a bit. You have to talk to a friend of yours so that you can keep your, you know, your well-being a little bit and feel a bit more upbeat. Um, and you have to do an hour of work a day. Other than that, you can do it however, whatever, which way you want to do it. But I, asking their permission and working it out together has been the biggest. It's like a game changer. Mm, Good. Um, Another thing that's worked for me, we've already covered it, but I have found the Joe Wicks workouts have worked for me. It's a structure, it's a routine, it's 30 minutes of exercise. So that's good. That's been good for me. Um, Online food delivery companies, there are loads and loads of local greengrocers, butchers, fishmongers, bakeries who are delivering food. So that has 
A, saved us from starving and B, saved me from this obsession with the Ocado delivery slot. I mean, I, I actually might need therapy for it afterwards. I mean, I dream I'll about coach it. You, I'll, I'll coach you through it. Don't worry. Thanks. I'm here to help. Thanks. So that, that has genuinely been fabulous and something new. And because I enjoy cooking and I it gives me something to focus on and distract me, it's actually been lovely to have these fruit and veg boxes and decide what I'm making from just what arrives at my house. I've loved that. Um, I've really enjoyed the National Theatre have been putting on live shows, obviously not live because they're not there, but as in they are shown live on YouTube at seven o'clock. Um, so one night we went to the theatre. We had oh, dinner early gorgeous. and we told the kids, we're going to the theatre tonight. And we went in the living room with a cup of tea and we shut the door and we watched a comedy. And it was two and a half hours of just laughing and enjoying ourselves and forgetting what's going on in the world. And that was brilliant. So I, that's worked. Um, my niece and my nephew have both had birthdays and obviously they're shut away with their families. So to be able to Zoom, do a Zoom birthday party where they get their cake and we can all sing to them, that's been really nice. You yeah. still Zoom's been amazing. Yeah. Zoom has been amazing. I mean, apparently their shares have gone up 35%. Oh, really? <laughs> In the last two weeks. I'm yeah, my husband surprised. told me that today. No, I'm not either. Um, and the other thing that's really worked is having actual conversations with people that you normally text with, you know? Mm. Because yeah. I think, you know how there was always that joke about, oh my God, why are you ringing me? Only, you know, who rings? You only speak to your mother on the actual phone. Everyone else is a text conversation. But I am talking to everybody and actually I'm really enjoying that. Yeah, I actually hadn't noticed that. You're absolutely right. I'm doing the same. Yeah, I really like that. And, you know, this whole online remote stuff means that I am still able to offer remote support to pregnant couples. And that's brilliant because I do still feel I'm able to perform a service. And so that's, that's great. So that's that what's great. worked for me. What's worked for you? Well, I had quite an interesting time of doing this practice, Yeah, actually. Um, the things that work for me, I'm just going to bullet point the things yeah. that worked and then I'll go into what I found, what I learned through it. Um, meditation has been amazing. I got put on a WhatsApp group of a Deepak Chopra 21 meditation program. It is one of the most beautiful programs I've ever been a part of. It is 20 minutes of my day and I sit and I listen to Deepak and he grounds me and he anchors me. And it has been honestly the most anchoring part of COVID-19 for me. So that's been amazing. And I know that meditation is not for everybody. Um, but to see that come into my WhatsApp every day has just been a real gift. We had um, a conversation at the lunch table today where my eldest, who's 16, said, who do you think is the most influential person on Instagram? I said, I don't know, Deepak Chopra. And he said to me, isn't she married to the Jonas brother boy? <laughs> <laughs> so no then. But I think Listen, it depends, you know, who I find the most influential person on Instagram compared to who he does are going to be very, very different, it was right? Fantastic. That is brilliant. Um, the other thing that I have found, one of the most wonderful things, and it's only been a few days because I've only been up and about for a few days, is my gym where I do all of these really high intensity classes. They've gone completely online. Um, so I've done 
two of their classes back to back yesterday and today. And it has made me, it has lifted my spirits. I can't because exercise is so important to me. Um, so is it and your it's, normal trainer? It's my normal trainer. Like doing who it classes, yeah, whose classes that I go to. Um, so it's so nice to see him and then all the people on Zoom. I can see some of the people that I normally do the classes with. And I just feel like I'm back part of that community. And, and are you paying for those classes? Yes. So I'm there's a whole other conversation, which maybe we need to have on another podcast, but about the fact that a lot of people are offering a lot of stuff for free and a lot of people are offering the same stuff they would normally doing, but they're charging or at a reduced price. And there's something, definitely something to be said around that. Situation. And I would like to note that my sister, who is a Pilates teacher, she has been putting all of her proceeds for her Pilates classes because she's been running a Pilates class every day online um, and she's been donating it to charity. That's wonderful. And, and the money goes to um, feeding the NHS. Good for her. So that's been amazing. But then we, again, we had the conversation. I said, you know, how long are you going to do this for? It is wonderful, but she also has to earn yeah. a living. It's definitely, I think that's definitely a conversation. Yeah, there's something about people feeling guilty about earning a living right about now. I don't know. I spoke to the guy who owns the gym the other day and because my husband thought it was a bit weird that they were charging. And I said, but they're running a business. And he said, we are so grateful that people still want to support us. They are giving such an amazing service. Mm. Um, and quite frankly, when this is all said and done, I want to go back there. I want to make sure the business is still yeah, up and absolutely. running. So I'm happy to support yeah. it. So that's been amazing okay. for me. Um, Zoom with my family and friends has been amazing. Um, I've been with my aunties and uncles and cousins every Friday night at 6.30. We've been coming together. We've been lighting the Shabbat candles. That's been really special. That's lovely. Um, We've done that a few times. It's been really nice. It's been really nice. And my kids' clubs that have continued over Zoom have been great um, because, again, it just gives them a bit more of routines. So they're the things mainly that I've found um, helpful. Oh, and podcasts on um, self-development and staying mentally well and all of those sorts of things. Um, so here's what I noticed. Yeah. I turned my notes over. You know when you go to an outlet and you go outlet shopping? Like I don't know if you do village. that. Like Bista Village. Yeah. So here's, here's what I normally do when I go to somewhere like Bista. Yeah. I go into all of the high designer shops that I would never, ever go into. I look around. Let's say I'll go into Fendi and I have a look around in Fendi. I would never shop in Fendi otherwise because A, it's too expensive and B, it's probably not really my style. I have a look around and guess what? It's still too expensive and it's still not really my style. And then I go into the next shop. Let's say it's Zadig and Voltaire. I never shop in Zadig and Voltaire, but I do when I go to an outlet shop and I come out with nothing. Mm -hmm. The only thing I ever come out with, there is a point to this story are from shops that I already shop in. Right? I know where you're because, going with this and it's a good point. It is a good point because then I come home and I've got something from Sweaty Betty, a shop I shop in all the time. And I feel like I've gotten myself a real bargain. And it makes me feel very joyful, lovely, jubbly. What I should do when I next go to Bista is not bother going into the Fendi's, going into the Zadig and Voltaire's and stick to the shops that I shop in. That is what I have found with this online offering. I am going to be spending my time and my money and my focus on the areas and in the areas that I was focusing in before, like my gym, like my meditation, like my podcasts, you know, and staying connected to the friends and family that I would speak to anyway. And that is where I have found the overwhelm has shut down for me because 
I am doing what I do anyway. I'm just doing it online. All these other amazing trainers that are offering these amazing programs and all these amazing coaches that are there to teach me how to set up a massive online business. That's all wonderful. And I think it's brilliant for certain people. It doesn't work for me. I don't need it right now. I don't need the overwhelm and I don't need the guilt of not taking up the offer of everything that's actually on offer. Well, I think that's Brilliant. And when I think about it, I realize that I am naturally doing the same thing. So we were supposed to be going to the theater three times this spring, and I have now gone to the theater at home. So that suits me. I like to cook. So I have been getting the food delivered in, you know, and working around that. I have been watching the Jamie Oliver special program that he puts on Channel 4 about how to cook economically and great ideas while we're in lockdown. And that's worked brilliantly for me. So yes, I totally agree. There is so much information out there, but you don't need to feel compelled to start becoming a ukulele player if you never had an interest in the ukulele before COVID. (laughs) Exactly my point. And I actually think that it's a solid point because what it does is it reduces that overwhelming smack in the face of, I don't know what to take up first. I'm never going to knit. I don't need to do an online knitting course. You know, I don't need to do that now. I don't need to start learning all of these brand new skills just because we're in lockdown. Actually what I need to do, and I and I urge everybody to try and take this on. What we all need to do is look after ourselves, look after the people that we love and stay calm and stay safe and stay healthy. And that is it. Amen. A bloody men. So let's do, um, let's do our questions, shall we? Okay. To sum all of this up. So we've done what's worked. What didn't work is doing stuff that you just don't need to be doing anyway. Um, I'm really not into the humble bragging. I don't give a shit, Sharon. If you know you are knitting kale, don't tell me about it. I don't want to know. Um, I don't want the obsessive news scrolling. Not into yeah. that. Also, yeah. really not into being sent endless scientific reports. I am not a virologist. I'm not even an amateur virologist there is no point in sending me 85 things on how this is broken down because I I can't go into my lab and make a test. So, And I'll I'll tell you what else really didn't work for me is the endless, endless comparison about what other people are doing and how other people seem to be having, you know, dealing with COVID-19. There is no particular way of how to deal with this and what we should or shouldn't be doing. So I've literally gotten that comparison and I've chucked it out the flipping window. Enough. Enough What have you learned about yourself? Um, Oh my God. I have learned that I live with so much guilt. Oh my God. I didn't even realize. Of course you live with guilt. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but aren't we supposed to dish out the guilt rather than have the guilt? I tell Um, all my clients that the guilt is delivered along with the placenta. You just feel guilty about everything. I love that. I do. Um, So so I'm going to be very, very mindful and conscious about when my guilt levels are up. I've also learned that it takes... It takes a few practices to keep me sane. Meditation and exercise and time out. They are the three things that I, and obviously the other normal things like food and shelter and love and all of those things. But those three things are vital for me to be on top of my well-being. And I've really learned that through this. 
I've learned that I have got a really deep need to stay connected to the people that I love. And I, I need to speak to them and I need to check in with them. I've also learned that I am able to control my emotional response by choosing what I engage with. So the choices that I make about the things I engage with and don't engage with are going to affect whether I have a good day or a bad day. And that's, that is in my control and I have to make better choices. And I've also learned that with this lockdown, your priorities just change enormously and things that may have felt like a small favor before become life-changing. So my shout out is to Joel and Jody for lending me a laptop and giving me a bottle of fairy liquid. I needed those two things more than I've ever needed. Yeah. Yeah. And also just waving at them while they sat in the car, that also was lovely. (laughs) Yeah. I, I've also learned, I've also learned that, um, it, I knew this anyway, but I'm seeing it so much more that it takes so little effort to, to show kindness and to be kind and to go out of your way. Exactly what you're pointing to now to go out of your way for another human being and how it has fed my soul, like by dropping, you know, I've made food for the NHS. I've dropped around a few things that a few of my neighbors needed and it's taken nothing for me to do that. And I know that I've helped someone else and that's been that's been really lovely. Yeah. Really lovely. And there Normally is we're of, too busy. There is a lot of stuff online. Like there is an Amazon wish list for the staff at Barnet Hospital. And it, if you're going to be online anyway, to click, to click and to buy them like a £10 box of tea or something, it's not a big deal, but it will make a difference to them. So I think there are things like that that are done easily, a little small acts of kindness that actually mean a lot right now more than they would before. So what would you say about how can people apply what we've spoken about in a simple way that doesn't create more work? I mean, I'm going to just put this in a sentence, limit your phone time. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And mine would be um, focus your energy on the things that you find joyful. Yeah. And forget and forget the rest. Yeah. So I think we know that we're going to recommend all the stuff we've recommended to everyone. Yes. Yes, to our clients especially, and absolutely, and to everybody, anyone that anyone that wants our opinion. Yeah, and stuff oh. I'm thinking particularly about um, my pregnant clients, a lot of the stuff that they would have been doing, they can't do in person, but there is online support, just like your sister's doing Pilates, there's pregnancy yoga out there, hypnobirthing, relaxation techniques, all on offer online. A lot of them are free, some of them are paid for, but you will find something for you. So look for the things you need. And let's finish off with the big fat question. What is coming in the club, Lauren? Well, this week I've done it a little bit differently. So I'm just going to put some specific things that are coming in the club. And the first thing is some Netflix recommendations. Oh, go on. Love a Netflix. I'm putting in Tiger King. Now, the first two episodes, you're going to be a bit like, why am I watching this? And then you're going to be obsessed. Do it. Okay, um, got okay. it. I'm putting in Unorthodox, also on Netflix. Oh, oh my God, that's going in the VIP, no? Okay. I mean, that is, yep, definitely coming in. Yeah. I'm, for me, I'm putting in MasterChef because I love MasterChef and you don't need to follow the plot and I find it very, very soothing. And along those lines, I'm putting in the Jamie Oliver Channel 4 cooking show because that's fabulous. Um, and I'm also putting in the National Theatre live shows. Put them in. Lovely. Lovely. Put them in. Put them in. And um, I'm putting on food delivery companies because there are so many small businesses 
um, and restaurants who still want to keep their business open and we need food. So use your local greengrocer, use your local butcher. They're delivering to you. It's, it's, it's great. I'm going to put in Zoom because it's been an absolute life changer for staying connected with my family and friends. Um, and I'm putting in, can I put Deepak Chopra? Of course in you can. Oh, he's definitely coming in. He can be behind the ropes with Joe Wicks okay. in our VIP section. That'll be an interesting um, VIP section. <laughs> I think they'd get on really well. Let's see. Let's see. Um, I was also putting in Unorthodox, so that's brilliant. And um, again, just joy. Like I, I, I can't express how much I mean that. Really focus on the things that you find joyful. And I'm just going to put joy, joy in the club this week. Okay. Joy should always be in every club. So what are we going to be talking about next week, Lauren? I think next week we are going to be talking about gratitude. And I don't know about Ooh, you, yes. but I'm finding it easier to feel grateful at the moment than I've ever felt in my life. Well, I'm finding it easier and I'm also finding it harder. Right. So this is going to be a really interesting week, I think. Can't wait to talk about it with you. Speak to you all soon. Thanks for listening. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network. 